Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Matt Canada has been fired uh, mere days after Mike Tomlin was, was being fairly steadfast in his support of the offense. So there we go. There's the statement from uh, Mike Tomlin. Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator. I appreciate Matt's hard work and dedication, and I wish him the best moving forward in his career. What do you make of this decision? <clears throat> feels like it was two years too late. You know, it, feels, it feels like this should have been done a long, long time ago. And I'm not going to sit here and say that being an offensive coordinator, a play caller in the NFL is easy. But um, very clearly, like Canada was not going in the right direction with this team. And it's it's always a – how should I say this? the most dangerous thing a franchise can do is kind of like drink their own Kool-Aid, right? I mean, like if, if you happen to have the ball bounce your way a couple of extra times and, and you know that you're getting lucky here and there, the worst thing that you can do is totally buy into a lot of that luck and think it's replicable Steelers. And I don't mean this as a, as too much of an insult. Cause I still think Mike Tomlin is an incredible head coach and what he has done over the last two decades in this league has been unbelievable when it's come to success, but certainly as of late, the they've had a lot of luck, I think, to get to that streak of being above high 500 or not below 500, right? And it just feels as though there was a big push to say, like, no, 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 we're fine, we're fine. No, Canada's good, the offense is good, we're good to go. Look at this, look at our record, look how we're winning these games. And um, it's really dangerous when you when you do that. I, I think that it's really dangerous when you're kind of like sipping the Kool-Aid of a team that you know that is is playing above expectation, having a little bit more luck. Because you need luck to win in this league, but you don't want that to be a pivotal strategy of how you are winning games. You don't want it to be like, oh, okay, well, if luck's not on our side today, we're screwed. And it just felt, it feels as though the Pittsburgh Steelers, defense is a little bit of a different story, but offense especially, if luck's not on their side on offense, not not good, good, good and for the last two years. And so that's why... It feels as though, as though the arrow, the arrow is the arrow has been pointed for a long time now. But Mike Tom might put it off, just put it off, just off, just and I just and I think a record wins and losses. That's all that matters. And I just and I just just no coach, but it's I feel like he was kind of sticking a little bit with the offense, a bit with the offensive with the offensive coordinator. coordinator to me, this is long overdue. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and we talked about this uh, a little bit um, <clears throat> on yesterday's show, like. The Steelers and Tomlin were in a tricky position because uh, I think a lot of Tomlin's mystique and like the the reason there that he has more success than a lot of other coaches is all the intangible stuff that is difficult to quantify but definitely real. Like as much as we want to focus on play calling, fourth down decision making, clock management in game, all this stuff, which is important. There's also, there has to be a huge element of leading a room, fostering a culture, getting people to buy in, like motivating a group of 90 people plus over the course of a week and sustaining that week on week on week, all this kind of stuff, right? And like, I don't know how much you disrupt that if you mess with the belief, right? Like how much of that is simply everybody buying into what you're doing and saying, no, it doesn't matter how, how much we're getting ripped by the external noise, by the media, by everybody else. Like we believe, so it's okay. But so if you fire a guy, 
you immediately say, actually, we don't believe. We recognize something is wrong. Does that erode everything? Like, does that pull the rug out from your entire thing that you've built up, this, like, fake uh, belief system based off things that weren't necessarily there? Like, have you almost got to keep the blinkers on and say, we just have to get through to the other side because that's the only way this thing exists? I, 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 but now he's, he's obviously recognized okay, I have to do this, even if, it ha even if it risks, like undermining everything I've built up over the last six months. We're more than halfway through the NFL season, almost. That's what it tells me, though. That's what it tells me. Yeah. But DraftKings Sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, a sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners. You got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ont. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Being able to admit mistakes is an important thing to do. Um, not just as a football coach, but also in life. You know, like you, you've got to be able to understand that like you're not going to make perfect decisions all the time. And um, just because you had a belief in something doesn't mean that that belief was necessarily wrong at the beginning. But you don't want to continue to go down a path that you know is not going the right direction out of stubbornness, right? You don't want to do things out of pride. And I'm not sitting here. I, I don't want to like sit here and make it like, I'm. oh, I'm accusing like Tomlin of this. And I don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. I think there's a ton of things that go on behind the scenes of a football team and an NFL operation that, uh, that we don't hear about, but the on the field product was not good enough. Like straight up that that's, that is, if, if you just want to judge it on how things came out on Sunday, sure. They were getting more wins than they probably should have been. But like even the offense, like really struggled most of the time. It was not efficient. It was not good. It was not progressive. It was often behind the times on a lot of things, um, refusing to attack over the middle of the field. And I don't know if that's a Kenny Pickett thing or a Matt Canada thing. I guess we're about to see, but right. I mean, just in insane. I looked this up the other day. Pickett has actually was this can't remember if I looked this up yesterday. I think I looked this up yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo still has more throws over the middle this season than Kenny Pickett does. And Jimmy Garoppolo has played half the games that Kenny Pickett has. Right. And it's just like that's a quarterback that's very confident in rhythm, very confident attacking all three layers of the field. And they just never did that in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, Tommy DeVito yeah. has the same number of touchdowns as Kenny Pickett. Yeah. This it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> touchdowns, touchdowns are a little bit deceiving. Although that is a that is a just an A plus troll headline to just be able to tweet <laughs> that bad boy out. Like that is just A plus bait right there for some good old fashioned engagement. But I would say like attempts and completion percentage, adjusted completion percentage, of course, of how efficient you are attacking these 
three areas of the field, whether it's outside the numbers on the left and right or it's over the middle. Attacking over the middle is really, really important because you have to be a team that is a that stresses the defense out over the middle of the field. And again, I don't know if it's just Kenny Pickett or if it was a Matt Canada thing, but the Steelers did not do it. And that is what I'm really looking forward to seeing most with this offense coordinator change. Does that also change in Pittsburgh? Because if it does and they start having success over the middle of the field, then good Lord, they should have gotten rid of Matt Canada a long, long time ago. But if you don't have that, then um, yeah, you're, you're just, you're just holding your passing offense back. Yeah. It's a glaring weakness of this offense. Like they do not target the middle of the field, which, okay, is generally, I think a bad thing. Like, forget whatever period you're looking at if you're simply not targeting one of like a significant area of the field it's not good um it'll it, it a it leaves a lot of meat on the bone b it's actively funneling the defense towards where you are targeting so it makes everything harder and right. i think that's only getting a bigger problem in you know this nfl like today's nfl all the best offenses like the current schemes that are dominating are doing the exact opposite. They are funneling things into the middle of the field. They're targeting it more than it's ever been targeted before. So the thing that your system is known for is the exact antithesis of what everybody else that's successful is doing right now. It's insane that that hasn't adjusted at any point um, since he's had that job. And it's probably not a coincidence that every quarterback in that system has struggled. And you know, everyone's like Kenny Pickett has taken some crap recently because his numbers are not good and because Tommy DeVito has the same number of touchdowns as him. And it's like, well, Kenny Pickett's the problem. He's not the answer anymore. Now, okay, he might not be elevating it. He might not be overcoming the problem. But I think by far the first problem was Matt Canada's system. And now we're going to get a better idea of what Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and Calvin Austin and Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth and Jalen Warren and like this good group of skill position players can actually achieve by themselves. Yeah, and that's that's really important, right? I mean, if you have a quarterback who's struggling, you have offensive coordinator questions, especially for a quarterback that you drafted in the first round who's on the second year of a rookie deal, you got to figure out whether this guy's the guy or not, right? And, and I think that right now, there's a lot of people who are jumping off the Kenny Pickett train. They're, they're saying like, hey, this is not the guy to lead this franchise. And there is at least a defense to say, well, it's not Kenny, it's Matt Canada. It's this offense. And what you can't have happen is you cannot get into year three, year four of a rookie contract with a quarterback and still not know whether or not he's the guy. You've got, you have to be at least moving in the right direction for that to be the case. And this to me is a move where you do this to figure out what you have in Kenny Pickett. That's why you fire Matt Canada. When you, certainly it wasn't good enough in all facets. You want to continue to win football games. Like that's, that's a part of it. But I wonder if this is maybe a decision that came from above Mike Tomlin, where it's like, hey, man, we drafted this quarterback in the first round. We still don't even know if he's the guy for us because this offense that he is operating in is so flawed. So you have to do what you need to do to figure out whether or not Kenny Pickett is the guy for us moving forward. And I think that that maybe maybe that is what spurns such a change in the middle of the season here for the Pittsburgh Steelers.